welcome to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And this is a topic I've actually been trying to work on how to do this. Um, let's talk about how things are changing in the ag industry, especially in ag retail, when we start talking about expectations of how people are and how our expectations are not necessarily changing. We have the same expectations we've always had. And as we've kind of moved more and more towards Gen Z taking over some of the workspace, especially with these younger people that are moving into agronomy roles, sales roles, uh, working at retail, working at parts dealers, you name it. Have we kind of changed how we do things in the farming world? And, and I don't think that's the way it is. I think a lot of what we do is we expect the same out of everybody else. But as people change, you know, we get younger people in, we have new people coming in, and we have kind of have to make an adjustment we're kind of unable or kind of unflexible about how we want to do that. Now, what do I mean by all this? Because it's just a big jumbled mess, what I just said. Um, what I mean is we're talking about working late hours. We're talking about working on weekends or being open on weekends. Um, we're talking about you know being able to do things kind of on the fly, um, shooting from the hip, um, kind of working from the seat of your pants, essentially. And that that's things that I'm used to in ag retail or, or working in agriculture. You know, there, there's always things to come up during the day. I always tell my wife I usually plan, you know, 10 things for the day. I get three of those done, and then I, I do 20 other things. And that's kind of how a lot of this works in season. I, I'm kind of used to the chaos of, of what we deal with. And me, I, I'm, I'm an old millennial, essentially. Uh, I'm like on the verge of being a, a, a Zennial, a Gen X and a millennial kind of merged. I, I grew up with no internet. Um, you know, we didn't have smartphones until I graduated college. So when we started getting all these things, we know what life was like before all this access to technology. And we still were there when it first started coming out. So I, I still, I mean, I'm old enough to remember, <laughs> be kind, please rewind, and that kind of stuff. But I'm also young enough to remember my first DVD I had and first Blu-rays and things like that. Where this all kind of starts to come in is as we start seeing Gen Z move more and more in the workplace. Gen Z likes work-life balance. They like being able to, you know, be home as much as they're at work or be home more than what they're at work. They appreciate their time off. They're, they're more willing to switch jobs. And you can say the same thing about millennials, uh, you know, and they're, they're not into that traditional work hour. So for most of them, they like, you know, if you watch the millennial farmer at all on YouTube or some of these younger guys, you know, younger guys as in my age, um, we kind of don't, care about the getting up at, you know, four o'clock at the ass crack of dawn and pretty much trying to get out there. Um, 
Damien Mason always talks about if you show up at my house before 8 a.m., you better be, be willing to see somebody in his or naked and with shotguns <laughs> because nobody should be here before 8 o'clock in the morning because I ain't getting up before then. And that is what we see a little bit more in these younger generations. Now, you know, you're trying to mesh an older farming population with some of these deals. And then on top of that, our expectations of an ag retailer, um, you know, equipment dealer, whatever it is, somebody in ag or in agronomy or in agriculture, we, our expectations haven't changed, but um, that work environment def- definitely has, which, which makes things very complicated. Now, I always still kind of get frustrated by things where, you know, we spend all winter making plans and when season hits, plans just get thrown out the window and, you know, Mother Nature throws us a couple curveballs and crap literally hits the fan for us. And I've had, you know, the wrong fields getting planted, um, you know, herbicides getting sprayed on fields and then trying to figure out what we're going to do with them because now we are kind of stuck and, you know, all those things that normally come up, they've always been there. Not that that has changed at all. That is still the same. One of the uh, the posts I saw today, um, John Kowalczyk on Twitter posted about um, a lot of people complaining about business hours and, you know, being open on weekends. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen, I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about how equipment dealers don't have the parts in stock like they used to, and they don't know as much about the equipment as the old guys used to. Well, you also have to remember, um, you know, maybe they had an equipment dealer, uh, Growing Corn 2020 had this on his podcast. Um, you have to remember the equipment dealer, maybe, you know, when they first started selling parts or being the parts guy, they had they had to remember everything from like a F20 through like a, 706 and then you know as their career changed they went to the 86 series and then the 88 series of uh, international tractors and then eventually they got to the the boxcar magnums and you know some of the newer stuff and then they retired and now we've got this younger generation that has to know all of the f20 all the way through the current um current version of of case ih tractors along with parts. And as we get more models, we get newer models, we get, you know, how hard is it for someone to have 10 tractors that they sold at that time and all 10 of them used the same starter? We'll just put it that way. And now we've got a starter for the 7 Series of John Deere tractors. And then you have a different starter for the 8R Series. And then you have a different starter for an 8R whatever and a 410. You know, it's... It's all these things that are kind of starting to happen in the equipment world is it's kind of a specialized industry as we start seeing more and more parts kind of having to be carried. And I think, I mean, it's funny when we, when I look at this from the seed side, this is what got me started on this topic a little bit in my head the other day was I, I constantly have guys that want us to deliver seed and deliver a specific amount so that they quote unquote, don't run out, but they also don't want to have too much. So they don't have to return some, or they have too many bags open that they can't return. And it's the same thing that equipment dealers deal with, right? They don't want to have a bunch of parts sitting in their warehouse that no one wants. And they also don't want to have to try to send it back or have somebody else take it. You know, it's trying to balance that inventory. Um, we as farmers do some of that, um, 
and seed dealers and everybody else in the industry does that. But, you know, we kind of expect, I mean, I have guys that would, there are guys at least, I, I don't have a bunch of these guys, but there are guys that would like us to literally have the warehouse sitting in, like in their backyard so they can just grab what they want when they want. And that's, that's just not feasible. And it's the same thing with parts. And this post from John Kowalczyk was talking about some of that. And a lot of the comments are really interesting. There's, there's somebody that said, you know, I don't expect others to work 18 plus hour days just because I do. Um, and that, that's a great comment. And there's all these different comments about, you know, working all these hours and, you know, it's labor shortages causing some issues um, where we spoiled in the past. I think a lot of this is starting to look at generational differences and, you know, the workforce, we're still trying to compete with a lot of other industries that have shorter hours, less demands physically and mentally, and there's a better work-life balance and they pay more. Yeah, agriculture still hasn't, I, I really believe agriculture really hasn't got up to the pay scale of a lot of other industries. And we also are one of the most demanding. We're also one of the the uh, the, the least, um, you know, you get a lot of free time in the winter, but we also have a lot of time where we're working six, seven days a week when we really need to be. And that's, that's the scary thing. And, you know, we're also, as farmers, getting larger and we're doing more price shopping. Um, we're, we're trying to get more, or, you know, we're trying to find those better deals. We're hiring agronomists and, and trying to cut out some of these middlemen and being able to kind of shop around a little bit. All these things lead to less services from our retailers. And that is, is a really big thing in our industry that I think we're kind of missing. A lot of farmers are just like, well, back in 20 years ago or 10 years ago, things were different. That could be the same said in a lot of industries um, as we see less and less people willing to do manual labor and, and less of less people being interested in the trades. You know, we got to understand that the people that are going to be coming into this industry are going to be that stay here are going to be very specialized people. They're going to be not special, specialized. They're going to be very specifically focused on certain things. You know, maybe they're biological guys, maybe they're, you know, planner attachment guys, whatever it is, they're, they're going to have a specific set of skills that they want to kind of focus on. And, you know, these jack of all trade guys that understand every single thing. Um, you know, try to be the master of everything or basically knowledgeable of everything and master of none. Um, those guys are gone away. I mean, the, the guys that's when I started that, you know, started out with basically spraying atrazine and oil on corn and, and they had a couple of different mixes on beans and eradicane and, and lasso and all these herbicides, those guys are gone or slowly moving away or quickly, even in some cases, and as we start seeing some of these younger guys come in that they're kind of either, you know, maybe they're good at herbicides, but they don't want to walk your fields. Uh, they don't like leaving the office, but they really like having a new pickup truck that they get to drive to and from the office every day. But these things are going to take more and more presidents or over what our, uh, our older generation had where basically you had a guy and the guy sold you your fertilizer and everything else. He was also the guy walking your fields. He was the guy that was in the sprayer. He was the guy that was in a tenor truck sometimes. You know, that guy was basically the jack of all trades, which that's what happened when I first started. Literally, I was driving sprayers. I was driving tender trucks. We were delivering stuff. We were scouting your fields. We were doing everything all at once. 
we're leaving. And honestly, a lot of us that are my age that have all those skills along with a brain at least are starting their own ventures potentially and, and trying to get out and, and getting paid for some of those skills that we've we've accrued over the years and, and understanding that we're a specialized person in this industry. And I think we need to be willing to understand that as things change, um, and we start seeing these newer generations come in and companies are changing. They're starting to provide less services and offer more services that you have to pay for. That That is something we're driving. Uh, we, like farmers, are the ones leading this charge. And you don't think you are, but you are with your pocketbook. And that's that's where a lot of this stuff's starting to happen. It feels weird. We don't like it. Um, I don't especially like it too when I see a sprayer sitting when I think it should be running. Um, I don't like it when you know I stop by at, on Saturday at one o'clock and usually we were open all day and no one's there. I mean those things suck and you know it it it's not fun. Um, you know it, it. We also do have to do a better job of understanding as things change. Maybe we have to be better about things. And a lot of the comments on this post that Qualchuk had on Twitter was surrounded or basically around um, a lot of talk of there were times where somebody waited until Friday at 3 o'clock to call the parts guy and say, hey, I need a part because they realized they were going to be closed for the weekend. And I see that, too, even on my phone. Uh, you know, I, uh, weekend calls are a lot less than what they used to be. Um, and then I noticed Monday morning, my phone starts ringing again. And even though I worked all weekend and I could have done something on the weekend while I was, I had time. Now all of a sudden Monday is just a crazy day. And those are the things we'll, we got to get better about. We have to understand that we can't just call and expect things at, at the last minute. Um, there's going to be charges for stuff like that. You know, it, it's just, um, it's just going to be one of those things. There's going to be guys that'll stay open. You know, I, I know I answer my phone. I just got a phone call an hour ago. And there's a lot of things that we do that are, you know, there are people out there that take care of that. But you have to understand, you know, like if I'm getting phone calls after 7 o'clock, I really hope it's for a client, somebody that pays me and expects me to be there. I have no problem answering my phone after, you know, 6, 7 o'clock at night if it's a client. When it's somebody who's only calling me because their retail guy doesn't want to answer the phone and they want an answer for something and, you know, I, that stuff is, we got to understand you're going to start paying for those things. And then that's not me as a business person saying, I'm going to start charging everybody who calls me after seven o'clock. That's not necessarily what it is, but there are people in this industry that will be charging you for that. You know, there's going to be equipment dealers that will charge you for that. There's going to be service providers that will be charging you for stuff like that. We've got to get better at working within those kind of constraints and understanding that there are business hours. And yes, it sucks. You know, eight o'clock at night and you need a part just to finish a field. Um, it's just going to be the way it is. It sucks. But um, as generation generational differences come into the play, along with how things are kind of going in the industry, and once again, you're you're selecting with your pocketbook how these things work. We have to understand that things are going to change. Um, you know, they always talk about the only constant in the universe is essentially is change. So, as things change, we have to get better. We have to understand how these things work. Um, we can reminisce about the, the old days. You can 
complain out the wazoo about anybody and everybody, but we have to understand things aren't going to be like they used to be. And honestly, when I started in this industry, that was the same sentiment I would get. You know, the guys before me were doing this and that, and they did this thing and they were better than I was. But as I've gotten older, I hear the same thing about the new guys and I'm the old guy apparently. So anyway, this is an interesting topic. I, I think a lot of people really need to focus focus on this. It is like 10 o'clock at night. So give me that one. Um, but we need to focus on this. This is something that I think is going to shape our industry as we, we go through the next probably decade or so. Um, we'll see a lot of these things change. And we got to understand that as things change, we've got to kind of adjust our priorities and, and work work within the limitations that we're giving. And especially as we try to cut out what we pay for and go with more specialized people, at the people that were kind of the jack of all trades, you're going to probably be gone. And if they're still there, they're going to offer less services than what they did before. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes. Thank you.